Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We're going to keep, we're going to do Nehemiah. I love Jesus. It's so perfect. I, I, it's like he planned it. You know, I'm so grateful Nehemiah made our message possible today. He was like, I have a call on my life to make a message for Arise. Um, if you've got Bibles, turn to chapter 6. Now, as we've been going through Nehemiah, you guys remember, he was coming back to rebuild what? The ruined city, the ruined walls. Because without walls, people invade. People take stuff. Right? And so, everybody had ganged up, been ganging up and been uh, robbing and abusing uh, Jews and Jerusalem for 120 years at this point. They've been trying to rebuild the wall, but with no success. And Nehemiah, who was totally in another country, heard the call of God to rebuild the walls around the city. And he, even though he had all luxury, all power, he chose to lay it aside to pick up the call of God to rebuild a wall that he had a nominal connection to in the city of, of Jerusalem. And he went back... And he, and he went back, and what did he do? He rallied the people to rebuild the wall. And they, uh, even though there was, there was a lot of harassment from the neighboring uh, people who had a lot of reason to want them to fail, the Samballot, uh, who was kind of the, the governor of a certain area nearby of Samaria, then uh, um, Tobiah, um, the Ammonite, uh, traditional enemy, and then Ar- um, Geshem, the Arab, the, these people... Uh, they had harassment. They, they continued to rebuild the wall, got it all the way halfway up um, with no gates, but they had it halfway up because everybody found their place on the wall. If you've heard my updates, don't pray for all of Ukraine. Pray for the one area, the one thing he's called you to do. It's overwhelming. Everything is overwhelming, isn't it? Yeah. But when you find your place, you're empowered. If you haven't found, if you're not, if you're overwhelmed, it's because you haven't found your place on the wall. I can lift one block. I can't build a whole wall, right? I might not have the skill to build the wall, but I can carry the block to the wall. Does that make sense? And so they're building this wall. It's rising up. And, uh, and then we talked about this, that, that when you begin to move in destiny, it actually reveals things in your life, in your relationships that have not been okay. But you've been okay with them not being okay for a while. Because you've got to get things dealt with so that you can run. And in fact, I feel like that's a lot of what we were doing today. And so this brings us to chapter 6. All right. When the word came to Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies, that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it. That's a word, not a gap. If you don't take your place up on the wall, there's a gap. You matter. Though up to that time, I had not set the doors in the gates. Um, Very expensive, uh, kind of a technological, uh, you know, uh, thing at the time, these gates. And Sanballat and Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in the villages on the plain of Ono. Have you been to the plains, the villages of Ono, this week, online? No? You know the village of Ono? Ah! Um, 
I want to say it might have been Thursday. Thursday, I visited the villages of Ono quite a lot. I lost my ever-loving mind several times. Because as I am trying to collate information, as I'm talking to friends in bomb shelters, as I'm talking to friends who are evacuating, as I'm talking and, and friends are posting pictures and photos, it necessarily took me to a bad place. And I had to back off, like Ann said, and find Jesus. See, when we go to the Valley of Ono, everything is, oh no, everything's horrible, right? And that's why David over and over again says, magnify the Lord with me. Why? Because whatever is biggest in your vision is what you and I empower. And I began to empower fear. How could I tell? My gut was hurting. My heart was hurting. My head was hurting. I was just, ah! And I was in free fall. And I said, Jesus, let me see what you see. Let me see what you see. Because see, God is full of hope. God has never, he's looked at your bank account with hope. Can you believe that? He's looked at your marriage and goes, whoo, yeah, I got plans there. He's looked at your kids. He's looked at your job. He's looked at your business. And he has hope. And he's not delusional. If he's not delusional, then who is? Right? So if I'm not looking with the eyes of hope, I haven't yet seen what he's seen. And when the invitation to go to the valley of oh no comes, what should I do? Should I take it up? Well, let's see what Nehemiah did, shall we? But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messengers to them. By the way, you do have an enemy. You do realize that, right? And he is scheming to harm you. The devil came to what? Kill, steal, and destroy, right? But I came that you may have and have it overflowing abundantly, right? More than enough. And he said... They were so, I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and cannot come down. What was his answer? His answer was to return to what God had called him to do. He returned to his place on the wall. He didn't leave the wall to deal with something. He stayed where he was called to be, where God had empowered him to be. He stayed focused on the calling of God. This is why it's so important that we cannot, we cannot go to this place where we, we become these uh, uh, pleasure-seeking, comfort-seeking, self-obsessed, self-actualizing, self-promoting people. Because we'll end up in the Valley of Ono. Because he who attempts to save his life will lose it. But he... <laughs> How does the verse end? No, no, no. Uh, uh, no, I said, I said, I was saying the, the verse. He who attempts to save his life will lose it, but he who loses life for my sake will save it. For my sake. What does my sake mean? On mission, in obedience to God. I cannot, I'm carrying on a great project. Do you know the great project you've been called to? If you don't, you might try joining the social media team just for a, a time to try it out and see if that might be part of it. At least get your feet. Find your great project apart. Not again, not self-actualization. Not me, 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 me. But your place in the wall. Connected with other people. All right. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message. 
There's a reason why patience and perseverance are fruits of the Spirit. Because the enemy keeps coming, doesn't he? Then the fifth time, Samballot sent his aide to me with the same message. And in his hand was an unsealed letter, a.k.a. Uh, he took out an ad in the newspaper, put up a post on social media, you know, tagged the king of Persia in it, said, in which was written, it is reported among the nation, and Geshem says it's true. <laughs> Folks, listen, when you're listening to people, you need to understand sources. Sources will tell you a lot. If it comes with the smell of hell on it, if the words you're hearing come with fear, despair, confusion, frustration, and rage, then it's not from God. But it's true. How many drops of cyanide in a bucket do you need to kill you? But it's true. Who cares? If it debilitates you and takes you out off the wall, takes you to the Valley of Ono, takes you out of your position in the kingdom, then who cares? It will kill you. Curiosity killed the cat, even though he had nine lives. That's in the Bible. <laughs> it is a report in the nation that Geshem says it's true, that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt. Were they plotting to revolt? No. When you get off the wall and start answering people about things, I've had accusations. I don't, I don't know where people have their time. I've had accusations online this week from people. I'm like... <laughs> And I was tempted to write back and defend myself. And God goes, oh, no. <laughs> Def you listen. He, he kept telling me this thing over the last several weeks. He said, like sheep before the shearers, they did not open their mouth. Why? There are big shears coming at me. Take off my coat. It's hot anyway. They, the sh why is the sheep not afraid? Because the shepherd is his protection. If we have to defend our lives then it's our life. But if we surrender to him, he defends our life. He speaks on our behalf. And it was funny. There was one. <laughs> there was one. They accused me of all kinds of crazy things. And somebody else, I don't know. I think they're Catholic. They jumped up and smacked the person down. I didn't agree with even what they said either. <laughs> they were telling things about me that weren't true. I was like, he's in Ukraine. Deal with it. I'm like, no, I'm not. But okay. I... <laughs> This is why the plans of the enemy can't succeed, because the enemy always turns on itself. Anyway, moving on. Ugh, all right. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king. And even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now this report will get back to the king, a.k.a. death sentence. So let us meet together. Okay. All right, what's your level? What's your level of terror and torment where you start to, part, to start, start to argue and discuss with the devil? We all have one, don't we? You know what I'm talking about? You're like, I have faith for my finances. I have faith for my finances. The IRS wants what? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I am full of faith. I have faith that God is my defender. I have great... Faith for my, uh, and then all of a sudden I get a, a, a suit against me in the courts. <gasps> I believe God is for me and then I have an accident. What's your line? What's your line where you'll come off the wall and start to dialogue with the enemy about how to save your life? Listen, never negotiate with the enemy. He negotiates the same way Putin does. Oh yes, I'll only take this much. 
I'll only take this much. Anybody here dialogued with the enemy and you kept losing more and more of your health, mind, and safety, and, and mental peace? That's what happens when we dialogue with the enemy. He, and he is, he is doing his level best to get Nehemiah to partner with him by dialogue. If you dialogue with the devil, you're partnering with him. Just saying. I sent him this reply. Nothing like you are saying is happening. You're just making it all up out of your head. <laughs> Sometimes you need to tell him where to go. And, 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 but, but stay with me. Again, if you start dialoguing with the devil, it's, it actually just confuses you. They were all trying to frighten us. Why were they trying to frighten us? To get us off the wall, to quit the work we're doing. Because they're threatened by the work. Um, it was the first day of the war, the people were terrified. They were Well, the first day they were just shocked and in terror. The second day they were really in terror, but in Ukraine, sorry. In, in the third day, they actually began to rise up. And the fourth day started to see real success. Do you know what happened on the fifth day? Panic. Panic. The enemy always wants to get you to panic so you'll stop. But as Robbie Dawkins taught us, when panic comes in, when fear comes in, that's actually the enemy's fear. It's the enemy's fear because why are they trying to frighten them? Because they're scared of their wall. They're scared of what they'll lose. When the enemy tries to sow fear, it's because he's afraid and we should get excited. Do you think it's a good thing when the enemy is afraid of you? Do you think it's a good thing when the enemy is afraid of you? Do you think the enemy is afraid of you when you are full of fear? Do you think the enemy is afraid of you when you're, you're pursuing pleasure and comfort and self-actualization and hiding? No. But when you take your place on the wall, he gets scared. And again, he's not afraid of one of them. He's afraid of all of them together in unity. Their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not be completed. Weakness is the exact, is the result of fear. Weakness is the result of fear. They were all, um, but I prayed. So this is the thing. He did tell the enemy to shut up, but then he did what? He prayed. If you've lost hope, pray. Don't, notice, he's, he says pray. Return to God. Return. Get his vision for what's going on. I prayed. Now strengthen my hands. Because the reality is the enemy always comes and shows you a problem, but he magnifies it and makes it fatal. Right? There are problems. But the reality is, so what does he do? He goes, you're right. You're right. We are weakening. God, strengthen our hands. Strengthen your hands. Thank you, enemy, for pointing out that we need strength. I appreciate that. Even though when the enemy attacks, it will be used against him. One day, I went to the house of Shemaiah, son of Deliah, and the son of Mehetabel. You know those guys, right? Yeah. All right, good. As long as we're clear. Who was shut up in his, who was shut in at his home. Okay, first question. Is this guy on the wall? That's your first sign. Don't dialogue with people who are not on the wall. Are you trying? Okay, let me make that a little more clear. When you begin to dialogue with people who are not walking in destiny and in vision and mission in Christ, guess what happens? They're going to they're going to drag you down. They're going to drag you down 
because their perspective is going to cloud yours. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody here had an amazing, amazing worship time on the way to work, and then you got to work and you lost Jesus <laughs> utterly? You know what I'm talking about, right? Because I can't come off the wall, but I have to go to work. Then your place on the wall is at work. You're on mission everywhere you go. You are on mission. And when you're not on mission, guess what happens? You end up pulled down. With the, with, you may be an eagle, but if you're in the chicken coop, <laughs> you're for dinner. Yeah, come on. All right. He said, he said, and the guy said to us, let us meet in the house of the Lord. I'm right here. Why, why do we need to go somewhere? Why? Why is he saying, first of all, he's trying to get Nehemiah to do what? Leave the wall. Now, the reality is Nehemiah did leave the wall. He went to the guy's house. You see the problem already? Anybody here, you found yourself off the wall? Ah! You were getting pulled down and you were losing Jesus? If you've lost Jesus, the answer isn't just to keep going to try to find him, right? If, you, if you're on the internet and you lose Jesus, don't keep looking for him on the internet. Does that make sense? Like Anne said, get off the internet, find Jesus, and then get back on. Right? Okay. He said, I realized that God had not sent him. He, oh, he said, oh, he said, let us meet in the house of God inside the temple. Sounds really spiritual, doesn't it? The enemy masquerades as an as a angel of light. He comes with really good, sensible ideas. But they smell like fear, terror, rage, self-protection. You know, we were, we were talking with one pastor this week, and uh, they were doing well. And that Thursday, the panic hit. It hit. Or it, maybe it was Wednesday. Panic hit. And they pray. They said, pray for my spouse. My spouse is freaking out. They're actually serving in central Ukraine, serving the refugees who are fleeing Mariupol. And, and they're, they're doing amazing work. But pray because my spouse is freaking out and wants us, to, suddenly, out of nowhere, wants us to evacuate. We prayed and they said, praise God. She, the person said, this, this thing is a demon because I've never seen him like, or like this. And literally, praise God, it's gone. We're back. We were talking yesterday and said, we are so full of hope. We're so full of joy. This is amazing. And they said, guess what? They said, as soon as we can get the, all these refugees taken care of, we're heading to the hot spots. We're break. Listen, listen, listen. If you back... You either go against the enemy or you give in. Listen, either paralyzed or in running away in panic, he wins. But when we rise up and say, uh-uh, no, not going to happen. One of the most powerful things, again, we learned with this with Robbie. When you feel fear, go right at it. Uh, a friend of our, the house, Al Otto, said the same thing. He learned this. He said, whatever I'm afraid of, I'm like, thank you, devil, for showing me what I'm supposed to go for. Right? Because the enemy will give you fear about what he's scared of. Oh, you're scared of that? You mean that right there? Well, let's do it. Listen, this is not a time to be afraid. Um, give me a second. I want to speak to the Russian-speaking world. Друзья, я вам скажу, вставай, вставай, мир, не жди западные страны, не жди. Нет, это твой время. Украина и Россия. И Беларусь ждет вас. 
вставай, вставай, россиян, вставай, скажи Путине, что вы не боитесь, вставай, вставай, и, и украинцы, вставай, вставай, я выгоняю от вас паники, и во имя Иисуса Христа я благословляю вас с миром и смелостью. Бог, Бог за вас, и мы, мы ждем это пробуждение от вас. Ради нас, пожалуйста, вставай, вставай, вставай. Принимай. Служители, это особенное прославление. Украина, Россия, Беларусь ждет ваше пение, ждет ваши новые песни, через которые они могут воють. И принимает это смелостью. Благословляем вас, мы любим вас, молимся за вас, и мы за вами. All right. Anyway, sorry about that. We apologize for these emotional announcements. Anyway. That's a great question. Anybody have interpretation? Uh, no. I, what I was saying is, I was telling them, we are with you. This is not a time for fear. Uh, we, we drive that out in Jesus' name. We declare courage. It is a time. We are waiting on you. We are with you. Don't wait for the West, the Western countries to come to your aid. You, this is your time to stand up, rise up. Told the Russian people, stand up, rise up. And telling the Ukrainian people, we are praying for you because we wait the revival that comes from you. And that it, we are with you. Something to that effect. Hopefully they understood. Прости меня за слабый язык. Ну что? Давай. I said that was me apologizing for my horrible accent and uh, horrible grammar. Anyway, moving on. Pray that somebody got an interpretation. Спасибо. Thank you. Thank you, Marian. Oh, man. All right. Whew. Jesus. You know, that's another one. God breathes on dead dreams. When we step into mission, when we lay them down, he picks them up. When we left Russia in 2010, we felt that we lost everything. We had no future. We had no hope. And in the last 10 days, he's returned so much of our connections, of our mission, our heart for that part of the world. Listen, if you surrender to him, he'll take care of you. It's not for you to achieve your dreams. It's for him. We walk in obedience, and he takes care of it. All right, moving on. Uh, okay, he said, he said, uh, come inside the temple and let us close the doors, temple doors, because men are coming to kill you. By night, they're coming to kill you. If you would save your life, you will. I, I can't say it enough. Self-protection leads to terror, fear, and panic. And it empowers the enemy. Self-protection will kill you. It, it doesn't, it, it, fear masquerades as wisdom. I know a little bit about that. I partnered with fear. Many of you know I partnered with fear for seven years in Russia. Hardcore. That's the part, that's what operates most in Russia is fear, intimidation, and, and domination. And I submitted happily. I about lost my mind. I feel like that's why um, when COVID hit here, it was not as much of a temptation to us because we were like, ooh, we know where that spirit takes you. <laughs> like, I've been there where I was so paranoid I couldn't leave the house. I felt like people were listening outside the door. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Do, yeah. Do, do you guys know what KGB stands for? It's the the B is for uh, is for safety. We will keep you safe. 
So yeah, so when that whole thing was like, whoa, I, I don't know, I don't matter, I really don't care if I die at this point, I'm just gonna live my life because I could not go back to fear. I could not go back to fear. And I feel like that's just such a violent thing over our house is that we are not gonna partner with fear. We're not. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry if it will offend people that we are not, but we're just not. <laughs> because I hate fear. I hate fear. I hate that it paralyzes you. I hate that it shuts you off. It isolates you. It turns you against your friends. And I just want to break off fear right now. If you've been just struggling with any kind of anxiety, fear, torment, just put your hand on your head right now. Stand up, stand up. Yes, Take don't be out. afraid. Yeah, no. And it still comes against me, but I choose come on. not to partner come with on. it. Just say, I choose, I choose not to partner with fear. Fear, you're not my friend. Go away. I just command the spirit of fear to lift off of people right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, torment off of people. Off of people. You're not allowed. You are not allowed. No matter what, it's, what it comes to you as an angel of life or your protection or whatever, the safety plan or whatever, it's not your friend. Just start breaking agreement with it right now and just say no. No. Even if people think I'm crazy, even if they think I'm not wise and irresponsible, <laughs> or whatever else, <laughs> I will not partner with fear. Come on, just start speaking to yourself. I am brave. I am brave. I am courageous. I am courageous. <laughs> I go against the grain. I go against the grain. <laughs> I go against the status quo. I go against the status quo. I am fearless. I am fearless. <laughs> Come on. Woo! I am not a victim. Jesus, I am not a victim. I am not a victim. Listen, you cannot touch me because my life is hidden with Christ in God. You cannot touch my life. Listen, if you've given your life to Jesus, he takes care of it. So you can be on mission. Bless you guys. Oh my gosh. Guys, this is serious. This is a day that changes everything. If you live without fear, oh my goodness, it's on. It's on. When you start to see how much of your life has been taken from you by fear, you will get ticked. And you will take it back. Oh, listen. There, in God, there are no no-fly zones. In God, he's like, I go everywhere. Listen, listen. I, one of the one of the moments that was marked me was, and I, I've shared this. So we were um, we were in our kids. One of our kids went missing, um, and uh, we found out where he was. He had been beaten uh, with metal pipes by the by a gang, and uh, we found him. And I'm in. We went to the place where he was, and the place where he was was controlled by the gang. And I was in there, and sometimes you won't stand up for you, but you'll stand up for somebody else. That's why getting on the wall is so important. Right? Because sometimes you're like, oh, I don't know. No. You'll do it for somebody else. And I'm sitting there, and I was totally dominated by fear at this point. Totally. I mean, you have no idea. I would, like, keep my mouth shut lest they think, hear my accent, 
and, uh, in public, and, and if they wanted to see my papers, they could arrest me at any time in our city. And so I was terrified all the time. And I'm in there, and the gang leader walks in, and he's like, I'm here to pay my respects to my boy. And I lost it. I was like, out now. And I'm out there in the hallway with him and his lieutenant, and, and they're like that much taller. And, uh, and I was like, listen here, buddy. You did this, so don't give me this about you paying your respects. I didn't do anything. I said, it happened on your watch. happened with your guys. It's on you. I said, don't you dare touch a single one of them. They're like, <laughs> I was like, I'm taking them all and leaving. Get out of here. I got back in the car. I was like, what did I do? <laughs> Again, when you move on mission, you get courageous. Listen, if you won't rise up for you, rise up for your neighbor. That's why it's so important. Rise up for your kids. Rise up. As you stand together on the wall, guess what? Courage arises. That's why you cannot stand alone. Ooh. Oh, all right. Nehemiah, we're going to get there. We have only four more verses. We're not. We're not getting all the way to the New Testament. All right. He said, but I realized that God had not sent him. Many times, the, okay, here's the deal. The enemy comes and he talks things that are quote-unquote true, but they smell like hell. So you keep dialoguing with them. As soon as you smell hell, back up. As soon as you smell fear, as soon as you feel rage and, and all those things coming on you, back up. And he, he, he recognized that guy was not, was not from God simply by discernment, not by, by knowing the facts. Many, many times the enemy's like, well, just keep digging. Maybe you'll figure it out. No, don't. If you dig in a pile of manure, you will find manure. Moving on. Um, I realized that God had not sent him, but that he had prophesied against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. Whew. But he's a prophet. But he's a godly person. He's a Christian. Listen, I, if I speak in ways that, that bring hell in you, don't listen. Does that make sense? Just because someone is awesome, Masha can speak to this. I can go to hell with the best of them, probably better than you. I don't like to brag, but I'm good at it. But if I go to hell, she should not listen to me. And she doesn't, praise God. There's got to be at least one DD in the house. Listen, just because someone has known God in the past doesn't mean they're speaking for him now. Listen, you have the Holy Spirit. You can discern the fruit of the Spirit. And if it smells like hell... You know where it came from. Just saying. All right. He had been hired to intimidate me. See the, tr the theme? Fear, 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 fear. So that I would commit a sin because he wasn't a priest. He wasn't supposed to be in the temple. See, the enemy will even use religion as a means to intimidate, terrify you, and get you to go to self-protection. Ah. But he didn't realize that it was a sin until after he recognized the guy had, been, had not been sent by God. He didn't figure it out with his mind. He sensed, he discerned it. Does that make sense? Remember Tobiah, and then I love this part. Remember Tobiah and Samballot, my God. This is now he goes back to God to talk about him. You can talk about the devil to God, by the way. He'll listen. He likes the conversation. Remember Tobiah and Samballot, my God, because of what they've done. Remember also the prophet Noadiah 
and how she and the rest of the prophets have been trying to intimidate me. And then read the next word, 15. So the wall was completed on the 25th Elu in 52 days. What they couldn't do in 125 years, they did in 52 days. Listen, when we each take our place on the wall, God can move mightily. Man, when we each take our place on the wall, he can do suddenly what took for years. If everybody liked the end suddenlies in scripture, like God says, and suddenly. If you want end suddenlies, you have to partner with God. You have to walk with him so, and not and allow him to work. And you have to walk in the midst of community. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Um, if we could have the worship team come up. If you haven't got yet, this is your last chance today to get rid of fear, to lay it down, to lay down your life. Listen, as long as it's your life, as long as you're in charge of you, you will be in fear. But when you place your life in the safe deposit box of, of heaven, in the cross, you receive his life, you will live courageously. If you haven't yet found where he's calling you to be on the wall in this season and walk in mission, ask him. He'll speak to you. But as we go into worship right now, let us not hold back, but let us war. War, war, that the God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's rise up.